What is folklore, fairy tales, all of that, without magic? <clears throat> now, when we think of magic, one of the first things that pops into anybody's head is wishes. As if wishes from a genie, wishes from a magical item, wishes from a fairy godparent, etc. So this week, from more English fairy tales, which were collected and edited by Joseph Jacobs, we bring to you The Three Wishes, as read by Justin Haskell. Once upon a time, and be sure twas a long time ago, there lived a poor woodman in a great forest, and every day of his life he went out to fell timber. So one day he started out, and the good wife filled his wallet and slung his bottle on his back, that he might have meat and drink in the forest. He had marked out a huge old oak, which, thought he, would furnish many and many a good plank. And when he was come to it, he took his axe in hand and swung it round his head as though he were minded to fell the tree at one stroke. But he hadn't given one blow, when what should he hear but the pitifulest entreating, and there stood before him a fairy who prayed and beseeched him to spare the tree. He was dazed, as you may fancy, with wonderment and affright, and he couldn't open his mouth to utter a word. But he found his tongue at last, and, well, said he, I'll even do as thou wishes. You've done better for yourself than you know, answered the fairy, and to show I'm not ungrateful, I'll grant you your next three wishes, be they what they may. And therewith the fairy was no more to be seen, and the woodman slung his wallet over his shoulder and his bottle at his side, and off he started home. But the way was long, and the poor man was regularly dazed with the wonderful thing that had befallen him. And when he got home, there was nothing in his noodle but the wish to sit down and rest. Maybe, too, t'was a trick of the fairies. Who can tell? Anyhow, down he sat by the blazing fire, and as he was waxed hungry, though it was a long way off supper time yet, "'Hasn't thou not for supper, dame?' said he to his wife. "'Nay, not for a couple of hours yet,' said she. "'Ah,' groaned the woodman, "'I wish I had a good lick of black pudding here before me.' No sooner had he said the word, when clatter, clatter, rustle, rustle, what should come down the chimney but a link of the finest black pudding the heart of man could wish for. If the woodman stared, the goodwife stared three times as much. What's all this? says she. Then all the morning's work came back to the woodman, and he told his tale right out, from beginning to end. And as he told it, the goodwife glowered and glowered, and when he had made an end of it, she burst out, Thou beast but a fool, John! Thou beast but a fool! And I wish the pudding were at thy nose, I do indeed. 
and before you could say Jack Robinson, there the goodman sat, and his nose was the longer for a noble link of black pudding. He gave a pull, but it stuck, and she gave a pull, but it stuck, and they both pulled till they had nigh pulled the nose off, but it stuck and stuck. What's to be done now? said he. "'Tisn't so very unsightly,' said she, looking hard at him. Then the woodman saw that if he wished, he must need wish in a hurry, and wish he did, that the black pudding might come off his nose. Well, there it lay in a dish on the table, and if the goodman and goodwife didn't ride in a golden coach or dress in silk and satin, why, they had at least as fine a black pudding for their supper as the heart of man could desire. The End